The 434th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And next, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away three thousand dollars in our nfl second chance survivor contest presented by Corey pinkston and barking dog properties free to enter just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor Heidi ho degenerinos welcome to the mma gambling podcast the sports gambling podcast network episode 434 Dedicated to all the old people like myself, all the old people in the UFC, I guess all the old people across the world, because uh, the old people came through last night, or at least a few of them. Um, we'll discuss that very, very shortly. Thanks for coming to the show. I'm one of your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. I forgot I had a new, new nickname, Jeff Locks Fox. Um, don't know if that, I went six and five last night, so I don't know if you can really call me Locks. I did hit my lock, so maybe I will be Jeff Locks Fox. I've been told people do enjoy that nickname as well, so we'll see. We shall see. Kitchener legend. Don't know if that's going to stay. Uh, I think Jamal Murray is the Kitchener legend uh, at this point, but perhaps if the show continues to grow as it has been. Um, let's talk about last night's event, shall we? Let's not talk alone. Let's talk with a co-host. Um, he dominated last night. I have to come right out of the box and say it. The three picks we differed on, he all hit. <laughs> he had himself quite a night. Uh, hit two big dogs. Went nine and two. He can finally boast and not make excuses. It's one and only, and you got me reeling. Yeah, and I would have. Uh, so first of all, you did hit your lock. You're back on the the right way in locks. I think that's is that seven out of eight. Seven out of eight. Yeah, I think what, it is one week I missed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you missed missed one one in there, and uh, the lock was easy this week. It seems like, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, and all of my recommended plays hit too, with the exception of uh, my weird prop that got canceled the night before. Can we just? Can we? I know it usually takes us a little while to start firing people. We fired, fired, yeah, we fired Daniel Lacerda seventeen times. It feels like already. Yeah, there's no way you can go zero four in the UFC. Really, zero five because he, you know, like Phantom tapped his fifth loss, got a no contest in the fifth fight, tricked them into booking you again for a sixth one, and then pulled out the night before after weighing in. <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's no way they can keep that guy, right? I wouldn't put it past him. He's got, got to have something incriminating on Hunter Campbell or something like that. Like there, there ain't there's no way. Going on with this guy. <laughs> I hope they don't just say, "Hey, let's run it back, guys." I hope they don't do that. Him versus but, Edgar Cherise one more time. Yes. Uh, the the line's just going to get worse and worse for us each time too. So, um, yeah, we lost that fight. So we only ended up with eleven. We almost lost another fight. Christian Rodriguez, the dirty cheater against the other dirty cheater who didn't cheat. That's why he lost the fight. Uh, He's got to cheat better. <laughs> yeah. Christian Rodriguez came in four pounds overweight, which is a huge mess. Uh, he's missed two, two um, 
fights in a row. So it's kind of hard keeping this guy at, at Bantamweight. Yeah, you got to imagine he's changing. Um, you and would, and you it's, think so. it's one of those ones, too, where, like, isn't he just kind of, like, at an age where, like, suddenly he might just be, like, a little bit bigger body-wise? Like, and yeah. he might not even realize how hard it is for him to get that. Because he's 25, right? He's yep. not, a, you know, he was probably making Bantamweight easy at 21, 22. Now he's starting to grow into his body a little bit more. He's, you know, he, he clearly looks bigger, too. Like, he, he looks like he's got more shoulders on him than he used to. So, like, I, I don't know. For me, I, I think he probably just doesn't even realize how big he's gotten. But he's not a big Bantamweight. That's the thing. He might be bigger than he yeah, was, but true. he's not a big Bantamweight. So, I so don't do you think know. he's Hopefully... just botching the he's just botching the cut? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's a big botch. That's a big botch. Four pounds is... And it's not the first time. And the other one no, was big, too. We're jumping all over the map, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, they were... I was going to say that they were the big stars in the night. They weren't the big stars in the night. Main event probably was the big story of the night. I guess the top two fights had had uh, title ram- ramifications. Maybe not immediate, but um, but top of the division ramifications. And then uh, had some interesting fights uh, throughout the event. Uh, Gumby had himself a night, like I said. So it was a an interesting night, a fun night for you, uh, regardless regardless of of whether the fight was fun or not. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, the fights themselves, like, even if you didn't like the results on a couple of them, and it seems like some of the people in the Discord had varying levels of success, they were all, for the most part, pretty fun. Like, the, yep. you know, like, the, the Dixon-Alex Siva fight, like, I, I thought that was a fun fight, Uh, even though, like, some people had Alex Siva as a dog there, and, like, I mean, at least Terrence yeah. McKinney didn't waste any time. Uh, at least he didn't try to fight in he didn't try to fight into a second round like good good on him yeah no doubt um all right let's uh let's jump into the event of course actually maybe i should tell you about some of our friends who are keeping us in your ear holes first that's always an important thing to do sgpn obviously they're keeping you in your ear holes the mothership and we we're also giving away money the bosses love giving away money the SGPN second chance survivor contest is kicking off this week. You already knocked out of your NFL survivor. Don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN second chance survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and barking dog properties. $3,000 are up for grabs. Winner take all. It starts this weekend coming up. So we, what week are we into week six? Week seven. six. Seven. Yeah. So it would start week seven, I believe. Right. Yeah. Week. Right. That's right. There's one more game left for week six and it would be the actually there's a bunch more games when we're recording. What am I thinking? It's Sundays. <laughs> um, so it starts this coming weekend, coming up. So week seven, as we said, now that I've confused you all, here's what you need to do to sign up. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash, in case you don't know how to spell, S-U-R-V-I-V-O-R. Get in there and win. Plus, get in Underdog Fantasy and win as well. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10000 bucks each week. Gumby, do you have an Underdog spicy play for us this week? You can even pick the Cowboys since they play tomorrow. I, I think we're probably going to uh, we're, we're probably going to Saturday in that event. I'm going to take uh, the higher than on Alexander Volkanovsky takedowns uh, because I think yeah I think he's going to sneak some in there. So let, let's go Volkanovsky takedowns. All righty. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. 
no Alexander Volkanovsky for this event, but it's still, as Gumby said, it still was a pretty fun event. It was yesterday night slash afternoon. UFC Fight Night, Yusef versus Barboza, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 81. We told you about the fight that we lost, so it was down to 11 fights. And then we told you about the big weight miss. So um, I think 25% of Rodriguez's purse went to Simon, but his purse wouldn't be that high at this point in his career. So he... uh, but still, not a good idea to uh, miss weight and give away your money. Um, let's go to the main event as we normally do these recaps. Edson Barboza turned back. The, I guess he hasn't really looked old. I was going to say he turned back the hands of time, but he hasn't really aged um, very poorly in, in the cage. Uh, he he certainly added some years or took some years off, actually, his uh, lifespan in the first round. Sudik Yusuf put it on him, swarmed him, 10 aided him. Came very close to to stopping the fight, but somehow Barboza stayed alive. Um, and then one in my eyes, he won every round after that. Uh, four through, uh, sorry, two through five. That's how the math works. Um, 49, 46, 48, 46, 48, 46 was the scoreboard across the board. I was going to say we have a new contender at Featherweight, but then the second round started. And we do not have a new contender. We have Edson Barboza still. I, I will say I, I actually thought that what Sadiq Youssef did was really smart and impressive uh, in that first round. Which, by the way, did you know one judge didn't give him a ten eight? Like that's that's hilarious. Um, even even the commentators were uh, talking about ten sevens. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean nothing's nothing's ever a ten seven. First no, of that, that, uh, have we've seen it before though? I think it's got it like Priscilla Cachueta versus Valentina Shevchenko. Was that a ten? <laughs> Yeah, this was close to death, you would think. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think but I think I, you need very close to death for 10-7. Yeah, but I would say so definitely 10-8. Um, you know, bad, bad judging scorecard on, on one of those guys' parts. And um, you know, outside of that, yeah, like I, I thought I thought there was an argument for Yusuf. I think when I was watching, I was like, the fourth seemed like you maybe could have given it to him. I think he scored a takedown there and was like landing a little bit in combinations. But like, yeah, it, it was clearly all Barboza. But even given that fact, I think that Yusuf's strategy was actually pretty smart. Like I, yeah. I said on the show on Thursday, you are not going to walk down and strike with Edson Barboza for 25 minutes. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody can stand with that dude on the feet for 25 minutes. Anybody who's beaten him has not done that. So Yusuf had to go get him out of there. He had to go try to take him out early before he got going, before he injured his legs, before he started working the body. I mean, landed like 80-something shots to the body. Like, he needed to get him out of there before he took damage. And he tried and came probably as close as you possibly could without getting it. So, you know, like people will say it's too bad that Yusuf, you know, kind of – you know, dump the, the gas tank out in that first round. But I'd say there's, there was probably no other way for him. Uh, that was, yep. that was probably his best chance. And so good for him for doing what he was supposed to and kind of too bad. Cause this was, as we said, Thursday and why we like Barboza as an underdog, a terrible style matchup for Sadiq Yusuf. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yusuf uh, cut down the, the distance. The, he uh, ate up the, the four inches of reach that Barboza is going to have and neutralized the leg kicks by, by swarming him and, and getting right in his grill like he did the first round. But once that didn't work, then he was pretty much out of ideas. Uh, not that he gave up, not that he looked terrible the rest of the way, but, uh, but the rest of the fight went pretty much the way we were hoping it would go. Uh, minus a, it, we were thinking there would be a lot of leg kicks. There wasn't a heck of a, a lot of leg kicks on Barbosa's end. 
No, I, I was kind of surprised he didn't throw more, but he was working the body so well. Yes, like yes, I, I yes. think I think that wound up being the difference maker. Is he he worked went to the body and like was landing there. So like it, yeah, of course that's gonna work then. Did Dominic Cruz ever get wronged by a uh, referee in a fight? Did a fight a no. referee ever stop a fight early on him? Because uh, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> uh, he, uh, I was a hero to him last night. I wasn't watching with the sound on because I was at a children's yeah. birthday party and I was watching on my phone. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> actually my, a good thing. You'd have to yeah, me and me and my dad were holed up uh, on the side of the room with like the phone, uh, and we were watching it. We actually screamed the damage, which we'll tell you about why. <laughs> um, when Ugh. when that happened, and everybody looked at us, but uh, yeah, like I heard after the fact that Cruz was insufferable, and I went back and I watched like a 10 second snippet of it. And I was like, God, he just relentless with that. Yep. 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 Um, so what do we do with Barboza? Anything? He's just still a, a gatekeeper, a tough test for people. Yeah. Give him somebody who's fun to strike with, you know, Calvin yeah. Cater or something like that. I mean, he's already fought Giga Chikadze. So like not Giga, yep. but like somebody of that kin um, would be fun. You know, don't stick him in there with a grappler don't stick him in there yeah. with the Movsar Evloebs of the world there's no reason for that just like let him have fun he's 37 let him throw some bombs have some Stephen Wonderboy yeah. Thompson style fights if that's your idea of fun then yes uh, by all means go get go get yourself beat up um all right back-to-back losses for Gumby his only losses of the night came in in the next two fights Jennifer Maya um we were thinking she would be uh, we were thinking she would fight the way Jen- uh Vivian Aharujo fought uh you know being physical, um, using her strength and stuff like that. But the tables were turned and it was Aha Rujo who was making it dirty and grappling and uh, winning those exchanges over Jennifer Maya. 29-28 across the board for Vivi Aha Rujo. I guess we can't write her off yet. She's still around as a as a ranked prospect. Yeah, it, it was interesting because like, you know, we, we said the the volume definitely there for Maya and we yep. thought that that would be a big difference maker but a lot of times when she tried to pour the volume on Arruyo hit her with some I think deceptively hard strikes like I think she hurt her a couple of times um and it, it just I think it deterred her from throwing enough to to like really make it count and plus like you said Arruyo sort of surprised us with how good she was physically because for somebody who couldn't manhandle Amanda Hebas, she really manhandled Jennifer Maya so yeah uh really good performance from Vivi it's kind of nice to see her turn things around because it was looking pretty bleak there for her for a second you know like the loss to yep Shokagi and Grasso and Hebas with only Andrea Lee sandwiched in between which as we said back on Thursday not a great win in terms of like the the wins you have on your record so it's nice to see her kind of figure it out yep nothing I said like title or top of the division implications, but not really anything, uh, def- anything immediate for the, for these two ladies. So, um, cause, uh, Rusha was on a, on a losing streak and obviously Maya lost the fight. So, um, if the UFC was looking for more contenders at flyweight, they probably didn't pick up any in that fight. And then the next fight, the fight we saw before this, this was a disappointing fight. This was our low fight IQ, uh, of the night performance for Adrian Yanez uh, got his legs eaten up by uh, the dragon, Jonathan Martinez. He leg kicked him to death until the referee had to stop the fight. Uh, it was 226 into the second round. Usually I love leg kick uh, TKOs, but this was just too frustrating for us because we had Yanez as a dog and apparently he he's never seen a leg kick before because he, uh, or, or he was hungry for leg kicks because he sure ate them up. 
Yeah, and I said, oh, man, and this one hurts because I said on the the show Thursday that like he he clearly doesn't have very much knockout power. Martinez doesn't with his hands. Right. You know, I said it's been since he was on the regional scene since he put somebody away with anything. But you know, it's I mean, he he need Frankie Sinez and and hurt him and then finish him with punches. But like no like big standing KO power with his hands. And then you know, like he kind of did exactly what he did to Cub Swanson. Um, and I didn't think it would be that easy to do it against Adrian Yanez, but man, Yanez just like, I, I don't know if he was sleeping on the leg kicks. It's not like the, the game plan of Martinez is like surprising to anybody, right? Like he loves to do that. He's gotten a win yep. from that two fights ago. So like, why was it such a surprise that he would have to check a few leg kicks or, you know, or have to eat a couple in order to land his shots and then like, you know, work his way through that. He, he seemed almost perplexed. So yeah, good good for Martinez. That's a great win uh, in a tough division, and it's certainly going to catapult him up quite a bit. How is this still happening with the leg kicks with some fighters? How how like it's they they have no it's like they've never seen it before. They have no defense for it. They all all they can do is hop around and occasionally, if if they're capable of it, they'll they'll switch stances. But it seems a lot of them aren't even capable of, capable of that. It's I know the sport technically is, you know, it's still evolving. It's still a new sport. It's in, in relatively speaking. It's only been around, what, 30 years. Um, but still, you would think <laughs> fighters would have a an answer to this. Fight camps would have an answer to this, especially, like you said, a guy with like Martinez, who has already won this way before in the past. I think the big problem in all of this is just that, like, with so many of these fighters, when they've faced guys who who throw a leg kick here or there, you know, like uh, David Grant throws a leg kick here or there. Randy Costa throws a leg kick here or there. He's been hit with a couple, right? Like he he probably got hit with a couple from Rob Font. I don't particularly remember any, but he probably got hit with a couple from Rob Font too because he'll occasionally throw a leg kick. He, he probably got hit with a couple of leg kicks and it's just never felt like a Jonathan Martinez leg kick. You know, we, right. we've seen that with Barboza too, right? Like Barboza has just shocked some people with how hard he hits you with a leg kick. We saw him, you know, hit some on, on Sadiq and Sadiq looked, quite surprised in how much it hurt and it's not that it's not like they don't know they have to check leg kick or they haven't gone through the game planning of checking a leg kick or things like that I mean obviously maybe Yanez could have used to do so a little more but I think it's that he's been hit with them before and it's just never felt even close to what that is and so the variation and the skill of the leg set kick might be higher than the variation in like boxing or something like that there you go Gumby's Gumby's got the answer Maybe, but yeah, you, you would think, especially with the calf kicks coming into vogue the past few years, you, you think this would be something that would be top of the uh, learning, um, top of the curriculum for for some of these fight camps, but not for Adrian Yanez. Maybe I'm just salty. Am I just salty, Dan? I mean, I was a little salty because up to that point, <laughs> I had eight in a row, and I, was, yep. I really thought I was going to get eleven in a row. Like I was really yep. feeling myself right then. Uh, so that one. And, and that one wasn't one where I was like, it like suddenly happened. I just had to watch like the ninth fight melt away from me. <laughs> yeah. We've never gone perfect. None, none of us, neither of us have had a perfect week. Have we? Yeah, I have. We've had, um, you, the, I, ooh, long, 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 long time ago. Um, but it was <laughs> when Jan Blankovic knocked out, uh, Dominic Reyes, uh, in the main event. And I want to say that we were we were like four months into recording at that time. <laughs> well, la di da. I get. I haven't had a perfect week. I, I've I've had one loss, but uh, never gone perfect. Apparently, Gumby has. So there you go. Um, let's get back to Gumby winner, shall we? This one. I want to say this one was 
satisfying, but it wasn't because of who it happened to, uh, Andre Petrovsky. But uh, Michelle Pereira did what we hoped he would do. He was both our locks because we really love the minus 140 number. Going against uh, a fighter who's never fought a fighter on Pereira's level and who's taking a fight on short notice. And Pereira took make quick work of Andre Petrovsky. It was a bit of a, a jab that dropped him, and that was pretty much it. It was it only took a minute six for Pereira to take care of Petrovsky. Despite moving up to welterweight, Pereira was a, the much bigger man here. Uh, moving up, yeah, moving up to to middleweight, he was a much bigger man here. So um, do you like his future at middleweight? And any, any thoughts on, on the fight? I, I like him a lot better at middleweight because uh, we, we've talked about him a bunch at welterweight. At welterweight, he's just like, he, he's another Nico Price, right? Like he's another, right. oh, that guy's kind of fun to watch. Max Griffin, yeah. you know, he's a, that guy's fun to watch. At middleweight, he might be a contender, right? Like if he can do that to Petrosky, who was like, Petrovsky was a fringe top 15 guy. I think he was getting votes in the, the rankings. I know I had him in there one week. I eventually like dropped him out for some other people who had won more impressively, but I think he was my number 15 for like a week or two. And like, that's great. It's, it's like cool that he's right on the fringe, but like to get demolished in 66 seconds, that just shows Pajeda has got something there. And you got to imagine without the terrible weight cut, his energy is going to look better. He could be crazier longer. Yes. Yeah, we, we haven't really seen the crazy prayer. Like I said in our preview, you see flashes of it, um, but he's kind of been tamed, which I guess um, if you're going to be a top fighter, you kind of have to get tamed, which is what happened to Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker went too far to the other end, but I think he's, he's kind of drifting back to the middle now, but um, as has Pereira. But we were lucky, uh, not lucky. We were happy with this pick minus 140. We shall take that as a lock every day. This was a uh, quite a fight. That this could have been um, fight of the night. People are saying the main event is fight of the year worthy. Like I don't think so. It was the, the problem. Here's the one problem side the first round, and then the rest of the way it was Barboza. So yeah, I have a problem anytime somebody's like it's like fight of the year because somebody got their <laughs> yeah. shit kicked for four. For yeah, like 20, exactly. twenty minutes. You know, like That's they said happened. that about um, what was it the the Giga Chikadze uh, getting his when who did who beat the hell out of Giga Chikadze? Was it Calvin Cater? yeah two yeah. fights ago right or, yeah. or maybe it was when giga kicked the crap out of somebody i can't remember but like one of those giga fights somebody was like oh yeah fight of the year and it's like no one of them just got their ass kicked like you you can't it needs to be like a back and forth like you want to talk about fight of the year volkanovsky versus makashev one was a fight of the year type fight back yep. and forth razor close high level of skill this right. fight, not that this fight was a high level of skill, but it was a guy dumping the gas on a fire for five minutes yeah. and then having no more gas to, to ride his bike out of town. Yep. But I, I guess these people are just following the Dana White um, <laughs> path because that's the, the, it did win Fighter Night, Yusuf versus Barboza. Yeah, everything's superlative. You know, yep, just bleed. Uh, anyhow, um, back to the catchweight fight because Rodriguez is dirty, dirty cheater. I was counting on Cameron Simon to come through due to cheating. He did not cheat once. One of his, uh, I rewound and watched again. One of his knees came close. Like maybe he was trying to knee him in the, in the balls, but he even failed on that. Uh, very good fight. 30, 27, 30, 27, 29, 28. I, I don't really get the 30, 27s, but uh, I'm not going to fight them. I had some on plus 140. Gumby's very happy. He had Rodriguez minus 140 and the golden child, the man he hates, uh, Cameron <laughs> Simon, lost the fight. Maybe he he earned you some respect in, in a losing effort. Let's find out. You know, I don't, I don't even really hate him. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's more because he's not as annoying on the mic as Macy Barber, right? Like that's why I don't like Macy. Well, Barber. duh. 
But the reason I dislike both of them is because just the like the hype never feels real, right? Like right. the hype always felt like it was like, why are we talking about this guy as if he's like a clear cut title challenger in one of the toughest divisions in the world? When in fact, I feel like he's like weaseling out wins against guys who aren't that good. And now this this was this is what I expected of Cameron Simon all along. Like this is the level I think he is. And could he be better at some point in time? Yes, he's super young and he could certainly progress. But like, this is what I expected. Christian Rodriguez is just better than him. He's better scrambling than him. He looked a little bit better striking than him. Um, Cameron Simon's like physicality certainly couldn't touch him. That might have been the five pounds. Um, but yeah, like uh, this is what I've expected of Cameron Simon pretty much since he debuted. I mean, including on Contender Series. Like this is kind of how I expected him to look. Yep. True. What uh, any anything else to say about Rodriguez? Obviously, the the big wrench here is uh, the thrown into this is is the weight misses, back to back weight misses. Like we I, could say, talk about talk him up as a prospect, but if I guess the UFC is happy running him out of band weight and letting him have a weight advantage every fight, sure, but it's going to catch up to him eventually. Yeah, I don't think he can miss again. That's for damn sure. Like if they might give him another shot, and they might give him another shot only because he's turned away two golden childs in a row. Yeah, right. Like is he beat yeah. Raw Rosas before that, which yep. is. I mean, like the the fact that he's got Simon and Rosas on his his mantle, like that is impressive. Mantle, so, nice. Yeah, <laughs> you got to sneak a mantle in there. Um, yeah, like so. I I think he probably gets another shot down there, especially because he's young. To see if they can figure it out, they'll probably force him to spend more time at their performance institute and talk to their nutritionalists right. and stuff like that. And then if he makes it good, and if he doesn't, then like we're talking about a career at forty five. And you're right, if it's forty five. You, you certainly have to downplay the, the prospect level of everything. All right. I agree. You cut out there. I'm assuming you're not talking anymore. I'm, I'm not. Hopefully, uh, okay. hopefully the recording saved it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to tell you about game time. I'm going to talk for a bit now. If you are stressed about getting tickets last minute, even not last minute, they, they, uh, they like to, uh, advertise that they do have last minute tickets but they have tickets anytime you're looking for them game time is the place to go spend some of those winnings if you follow gumby's picks last night you're flush with money right now so uh go out T- take your special someone out H- have a have a good time a night in the town because game time has tickets to everything you're looking for because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, a.k.a. MMA. Yes, they do have MMA. The Game Time Guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter with this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game limes. Limes. I said limes again. This is, I'm going to have to get fined every time I say game limes. Game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame. That's a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching 
start winning with Hall of Fame bets. So I only got two main card hits, and Gumby got three. But oh, it gets better in the prelims, especially for the Gumby man. The prelim main event uh, turned out to be Darren Hawkins versus TJ Brown. This one, I have to say, Gumby nailed exactly right. Uh, I should not have uh, guessed, or not guessed, I should not have bet against uh, the damage. Darren Hawkins, the grappling was on point, he, just like Gumby said, and he won via submission and rear naked choke, 223 into the third round over TJ Brown. Uh, an old school effort from an old school man. Uh, Darren Elkins. Yep. I, I have to say, like, I thought he, I thought he'd have a little bit more trouble um, reversing some of the positions, you know, like, I, I, cause TJ Brown's good at jujitsu, but he actually, that yep. was the thing he did the best in this fight. Right. It's like, yep. TJ Brown would jump out of guillotine. And I was like, oh, he's going to have to, you know, I figured he'd wind up in guard and have to work the choke off the top of his head and then throw some ground and pound from, from guard. But instead, he just like flawlessly turned TJ Brown over and wound up in side control sometimes, like just quickly moved his way out of everything. He was in some like crucifix types positions. He was in mount a ton, you know, and obviously the the elephant in the room, he gets the finish. He gets a submission finish over a jujitsu specialist in TJ Brown. Like that's the thing about Elkins, dude. You like can't count that dude's. I mean, first of all, his cardio, like the way he's moving in the third round is incredible. You can't count that out and you can't count out just like how tough he is, because no matter what position you put him in, he's going to work his way out slowly because he's that. He, I mean, he's the damage. That's what he is. He's the damage. And he did not damage Gumby's prop bets. Uh, I mean, sorry, Gumby's dog bets. Gumby had him as his dog of the week, plus 170. A very nice hit. There, uh, Tanera Lisboa, smaller number, but still a nice win for us. Uh, women's bantamweight took care of Ravina Oliveira, a game short notice newcomer. Um, she had some grappling moments, um, in her favor, but uh, Lisboa prevailed 29 28 across the board. Yeah, that this fight just gives me a little bit to think about it with Lisboa because you know, I said. You know, she's clearly going to be the better striker here. That's obvious. She should win this fight 30-27. Or actually, I said she could even get a stoppage in this one. And uh, she she had to work her way through some grappling, which certainly gives you a little bit of pause should she fight anybody at Bantamweight who, like, you know, might have grappling chops too. You know, like, yep. she runs into somebody who can who can take her down and make her work a little bit. You know, like, uh, Jamie Lynn Horth sticks out, right? Jamie Lynn Horth, who is a little bit more of a kickboxer, but has shown she looks really good on the mat. You know, if she can hang with Lisboa or somebody like Lisboa on the feet and force her to grapple, you know, maybe you have to think twice before about thinking Lisboa is about to go three and zero easily. Yep, very very true. Uh, this, as we said <laughs> off top, did not did not take long. We uh, I I uh, we hit this this uh, pick pretty quickly. This would have been my prop bet of the week. Easy for me to say now after the fact, but uh, the the lines were not released for it yet. I did mention it on uh, my money MMA. Substack. So there you go. Terrence McKinney first round finish was the prop play. I was, I was saying everyone should take and yep. It, it did not take very long. TKO knee and punches dropped the newcomer, Brandon Marat with a knee and then smothered him, uh, swarmed him more uh, likely with, uh, with punches ground and pound until the ref mercifully stopped the fight 20 seconds in. Not a good debut for Brandon Marat, but the deck was stacked against him heading into this as it was. Yeah. You don't learn much about him here. I did say he was hittable. That makes sense. Yep. Um, I didn't. Quite, yeah, but I didn't quite see the clinch stuff coming. I, I will give him, you know, uh, McKinney credit for that because that's not 
necessarily McKinney's MO, right? McKinney hits from distance, and I thought that's what would get it done. Um, but, you know, 22nd finish, you're always going to feel good about that. Um, they'll definitely give Marat another chance. I don't know, you know, again, if, if he's hittable, lightweight's a, a division that's got a bunch of power punchers, so we'll have to see. Um, and it certainly is never good to get knocked out. That that doesn't help the chin at all. Yep. And this learned we learned nothing about McKinney because this is what we already knew about him, right? This is this is McKinney every fight, right? Like we either step him yeah. up way too high um in into a level he's not ready for, uh, and yep. he looks bad, or uh they put him up against somebody who is a newcomer because the other guy dropped out and he starches him in no time at all. Although I guess he did beat Frivola, but that was also in like what seven seconds. Yeah. Plus, he also McKinney also likes to take short short notice fights too, which doesn't really let us know what us, he's really uh, like. Yeah, you're getting a read on him. Yeah. Anyhow, we had him at minus four fifty, so he's fun to watch. I hope he gets some consistency going here. You, you said this fight next fight wasn't so bad, but it was a very women's bantamweight fight. Women's bantamweight, aka aka men's heavyweight. Uh, same thing. Mosa Dixon versus Arena Alexiva. Didn't expect the newcomer Dixon to uh, be able to get the grappling advantage, but she did over the Russian Ronda. 30-27, The third round was pretty rough. A lot of, at least for Alexiva, a lot of hands on the hips, walk, turning turning her back to uh, her opponent, walking away slowly. A lot, a lot of interesting uh, amount of gas uh, moments there. But Gumby had Dixon at minus 148. I did not. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, you know, I think I've picked against Alex Eva two fights in a row now because I think I picked yeah. her to lose to Stephanie Ager. And I expected the Stephanie Ager loss to look more like this one. Like if it got into the second or third round, I think she would have lost there too. Um, Dixon is just super durable. Um, I did a, it's funny, I did a podcast. I went back and listened to it, um, my Top Turtle podcast, where we did a countdown of five women we wish the UFC would sign. Um, and my number one pick was Melissa Dixon. This was like a year ago. Uh, and it was for pretty much this exact reason. She's really tough. Does she look brilliant anywhere? Nah, she doesn't look brilliant anywhere. She doesn't look like she's the best striker in the division. She doesn't look like she's the best grappler in the division. She does look like she's got a great gas tank. She's tough as hell and good enough any, everywhere, though. You know what I mean? Like, she yep. looks like she can give everybody at Bantamweight enough problems because she's just good everywhere. Yep, and she's a women's Bantamweight, so... It, it doesn't take a world beater to, to move to the top there. So she pr- probably is ranked, right? No, maybe not. Uh, no, but, but Liz Boa probably is. <laughs> Boa, I, yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to lie. I put my rankings together this morning and I was like, did Liz Boa do enough to crack these rankings? And I was like, damn, she might have done enough to like get into the top 13 or 12. <laughs> yep. It's terrible. Yep. <laughs> True. Uh, we stick with Bannerweights. Chris Gutierrez did what we hoped he would do. I'm saying that a lot here, but he, he came through and made us, made us look smart. Not that this was a, a wild stab on our behalf. I uh, took care of Ala Tang Healy, 30-27. Across the board, we had Gutierrez at minus 380. I'm not sure much has to be said here. We said no. Ala Tang couldn't grapple him, and he couldn't really. And we knew who was – everybody knew this. Even if you were picking Ala Tang Healy, we knew who the better striker was. So you, you were if you were picking the dog here, you were convinced he could grapple I wasn't convinced you could grapple. This is kind of a simple fight. Yeah, Chris Gutierrez uh, continues to be a tricky enough guy at Bantamweight to cause problems for just about anybody outside of, like, what, Pedro Munoz is the only one who's given him trouble so far? Yeah. Yeah, fun fighter. Uh, look forward to his next fight. And then in the opener, women's strawweights. Emily caught came through over Ashley Yoder. Yoder looked uh, didn't really look rusty, uh, considering all the time on the shelf and, and the injuries issues and the surgeries. 
but uh, she didn't have enough to beat Ducat. 30, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. Ducat was just a little bit better everywhere like we were thinking she would be. Yeah, I was um so I was watching this, like I said, on a phone at a child's birthday party. And uh when me and my dad were watching it, we go, it seems like Ducat just keeps hitting Yoder harder. Uh like yeah. the, the strike numbers were close. And then uh I was like, Yeah, it seems like she's hitting her harder, but we're watching a little tiny screen, right? And uh then the decision goes to get red and they zoom in on Ashley Yoder's face, and she was <laughs> jacked up. Like yep. those those cuts were some of the more gnarly cuts I'd seen. You know, like she had one that's she had one cut that went up and then it split two different ways and had like a weird skin flap on it. It was real gross. Um, so yeah, Ducat hits really hard. I will say, like, uh, I want to like her as a prospect, but she's just so small, and it seemed yeah. like the size of Yoder at least got her hit more. You know what I mean? Like, even if she was clearly winning the fight, which I think she was she was getting hit enough and Yoder's not like a big boxer either. So like it, it just like lends so many questions to like, feels like she would be really great at Adam. Blake. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And I don't know if yeah. she can make it cause she's strong, but she's yeah. five two. So I, I don't, she's Gordina I don't, though. Yeah, she is Gordina. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, I don't really know what to make of Gordina. Um, I, no. I think there's a lot of potential there and I don't know how much follow through on that potential. A lot of potential, but she has lost eight times as well. So, yeah. you know, she the, nine and obviously... eight, did I see? She's like, or 10 yeah. and eight, or Thir 13 and eight now. 13 so and eight. Not quite that bad. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, there's there's a ceiling there. Probably, like you said, it probably comes down to physicality. Um, but yeah, at the very least, she, she saved her UFC career because she was on a two fight skid. Um, so, saved herself. Yoder probably did not, even though she, she, she fought valiantly. Um, she just has lost too many fights. She's three and eight, she's three and eight in the UFC. Yeah, um, that's pretty brutal. And yeah, like the layoff and all that. And she's she's not young anymore either, right? What's nope. she? Thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah. Uh, oh, only thirty five. Mm, my bad. Um, but like, yeah, it seems seems like that's probably the end for her too. And that is the end of the event. Uh, Yusuf Barboza, fight of the night, fight of the year. I hear. Uh, fight of the night, Martin yes. Fight of the year, <laughs> no. <laughs> Martinez Pereira won the 50k for performance of the night, and as for us, Gumby won all the money. Of course, uh, he went nine and two, 427 dollars up. I went six and five down, 182 on the year. I'm at 60 percent still. Gumby is at 56 percent. You're catching up, dude. In the return on investment, I'm at minus 4.9. You're at minus 5.3 percent. Now that's on if there. you bet a hundred dollars on every yeah, single fight, every folks. Fight. And yep. as a friendly reminder, <laughs> betting a hundred dollars on the money line, dumb as hell. Don't do it. Uh, but that's yep. a fun game we play. <laughs> yep. Um, the fancy plays. We both had Pereira as our lock. Gumby had Elkins as his dog. I had Alex Siva. He had Charez via submission. That fight did not happen. Um, and then I had Maya via decision that did not win either so um gumby is up four percent return on investment on his locks um and then we're down everywhere else so but there's still time as gumby there says still uh, time. also i was up on props a week ago or something like that i must be close. you were yeah, yeah. props you're close yeah. yeah um we're both very close on props all we have to do is oh. this week hit a nice juicy plus whatever prop and, and we're back sure trees would have gotten me back in the game yeah oh for sure plus 250 definitely yeah. uh yanaz via knockout alkins via knockout Hunger Man Jong did not hit. Maybe, maybe people shouldn't be playing parlays, but that's just our <laughs> fun parlay. Uh, yeah, that's just for fun that that will hit sometime, and then we'll be happy. Is there UFC El this coming? Elkins, week? Elkins hmm. did get it done though. It's true. It's true. 
And there it's is a UFC out. this week to, to answer your other question. It's UFC a big 294 one. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. So is this a weird time one for us? I heard us? earlier it was, and I, I no, I'm not confirming this right now, but I, somebody said, isn't, isn't that starting at 10 a.m., the prelims? I'm um, checking. Uh, early prelims, 10 a.m. Eastern. Boom! Right? <laughs> Regular prelims, noon Eastern, main card at 2 p.m. Eastern. So Abu Dhabi pays a lot of money so they get um they get start time whenever they want so um that's why the ufc is back there because they give them lots of moolah all right ufc 294 we're speaking of it is now called makashev versus volkanovsky 2 we discussed that last or two episodes ago i think something like that um gumby likes volkanovsky's chances more than i do um we'll obviously discuss that this coming week uh let's run down the card and see what everyone thinks main event makashev Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky for Makhachev's lightweight championship, a rematch. Then we got Kamara Usman, Hamzat Chemaev, a hastily arranged co-main event. Apparently, this is a title eliminator. Pretty much every fight is a title eliminator, really. Really? really? You think about it. Wait, like it, every fight. They announced it. Yes. If, if Usman wins that fight, we're going to run in the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> we're going to run Kamara Usman versus sean strickland wait that's a uh, no no it's it's not number one contender fight dan it's a title eliminator what's the difference <laughs> uh it means the loser is eliminated does not mean the winner gets the next shot right it's fascinating i don't that would you realize that would be usman versus strickland too right like that that fight's already oh, happened yeah, that's right yeah he beat he beat him in 2017 at cormier versus johnson too who's cormier <laughs> who's oh i don't cormier? know some Canadian um, guy, I think. And DDP, of course, is angry because he was supposed to have next. But even sure. if you pull out of a fight for a legit reason, you're going to get UFC and Dan White pissed at you. So sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's, that's all right. Uh, light heavyweights, <laughs> Magomed, Ankalaev, Johnny Walker, Ikram, Aleskarov, Harley Albez, and inside Nurma, Magomedov, Muin, Gafarov. That is the pay per view portion. The prelims, Tim Elliott, Mahmoud, Mokayev, Mohamed Yaya, Trevor Peak, Javid Basharat, Victor Henry, Abu Azatar, Sadikris Dumas, Mike Braden. Mike Braden's still around for real? Anshul Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed. Nathaniel Wood, Mohamed Naimov, Victoria Dudakova, Jin Yufrai. She's still around too. All these people we fired are still around. Uh, Shara Butin, Magomedov, Bruno Silva. We fired those two people, did we not? I think we did, Dan. Look, look at what they have in common, though. Both of them are fighting somebody from either an Eastern Bloc country or a yeah. Middle Eastern country or you know, Southeast Asian, I think, Southeast Asian country that they want to hype up, right? Like Mike Breeden's yeah. fighting Anshul Jubilee. That's, he's from India. He's like their hot prospect from India. They want to see him win. Uh, Jin Yufra's fighting Victoria Dudikova. Dudikova's like their Russian prospect. They want to see her win. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. just keeping people around for one more so that they can go put on a show in Abu Dhabi um, for like their Middle Eastern crowd. Like, it makes sense. Yep. And to be honest with you, I see a lot of names on this card that I'm excited to see for either a first time or a second time. Uh, Shara Butin, uh, Nagamadov is kind of a fun prospect. Dudikova, I'm excited to see again. Anshul Jubilee, I'm excited to see again. I like seeing Muhammad Naimov again. Like, he shocked everybody with that uh, Jamie Malarkey fight. So, like, there's a lot of fun. Oh, Muhammad Yaya. I don't think a lot of people know that name, but him versus Trevor Peaks is going to be nuts. Um, so, yeah, just like, just like a lot of fun fun names on there. 
Everyone get up early and watch this on Saturday. We will give you the prelim breakdown Wednesday and then the main card and our, all our fancy plays are on Thursday. Let's get out of here. Um, make sure you come in the Discord and chat with us there, sportsgumbypockets.com slash Discord. Twitter, Gumby runs a Twitter account for us and puts up winning underdog fantasy plays as well as lots of good videos and whatnot. He's, and that is at uh, SGP and MMA. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Instagram and Twitter X. I got my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Uh, get a f- very least get a free subscription, enter my free pick em contest every week, and maybe you'll win some stuff. Uh, Gumby's got the top turtle MMA podcast that drops midweek every week, minus me. So make sure you listen to that and all good things in the sports gambling sphere, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling. We shall be back tomorrow. We're back to our now that the contender, contender series is over, we're back to our normal Monday drops and regional mma drops we're going to cover a couple regional uh, events on tomorrow's episode it will be me demolador jeff fox and of course uh vivi vreeland will be with me as well bye-bye